and welcome back to the Engineering Dad Podcast. And today, we are talking about... Aliens. 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 <laughs> aliens. Stop it, okay. Why are we not fucking like excited about this? It's talking about aliens, guys. Aliens, yes. This isn't the and the worst bit is we've been talking in like it's been a conspiracy. This is no longer a conspiracy. Uh, We're talking about aliens. Mm. We have someone reporting aliens are real. They have multiple they're, people but they're, reporting they're, aliens. They've been real. reporting that aliens have been real since the fourteen hundred BCs. Yes, but we have never had a US congressional approval for the public about aliens oh so the ever. government said you can talk mm. and now it's suddenly legit because the government said oh we'll let you speak for a bit i mean these people go to prison if they lie in this in this hearing so if they get caught out lying they go to prison i mean who's going to prove they're lying or telling the truth though but that's the thing is you've got to prove that they're yeah i mean you can kind of prove they'll say i saw an alien on this date and you're like no you weren't you're in new mexico or miami yeah. you lied you go to prison that's the difference. These people have thrown their career on the line to potentially prove to the American people and therefore the rest of the world aliens are exist. They've been around for a while and we've got them. Yeah. We've got and, aliens. And this is the thing. There's obviously a few witnesses who have seen things over time and yeah. they finally have the chance to speak up. So let's get into the hearing. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kind of reference this. So this is a recent hearing earlier in July this month of 2023, it took in three different people, all of which were considered whistleblowers, talking about UAPs, which stand for James. Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. Thank you. I didn't get that time to write that one. No. I so thought it was the United Australian Party, but continue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, both conspiracies <laughs> that are forgotten to history. But mm. there, there's three different people here, and they this might give a bit more credibility to who they are. So the one was David Gersh, a whistleblower, so a former intelligence uh, official, who in June claimed that there was the US had um, had possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles and non-human biologicals, um, including that. So that's a pretty high-ranking person having some part of the former uh, intelligence uh, area uh, come in and talk about this. Another one was. Uh, David Fravor. And, and sorry, it's, just, it's important to definitely highlight that the whole reason the hearing was initiated was because of David Grisman. Yeah. Like, if, if it wasn't for him, they would have just not initiated yeah. this hearing. And this person's gone around and done a bunch of interviews. But, I mean, Seven News in Australia did an interview with man, him, David. There's like a full 60-minute interview with him because he's gone around the world talking about it. Because he's going, I'm going to whistleblow it, whatever. Um, There's also David Fravor. So, a, a former Navy commander who was one of the people who saw the... T he was one of the ones who saw the Tic Tac event um, during a training mission in 2004 off the, off the, in the water. And then Ryan Graves, also a retired Navy pilot, who was one of the founders for keeping... Um, for, what was it? Americas for Safe Aerospace, a UAP nonprofit. The idea behind it is to help encourage the seeing or the sighting of UAPs for, the uh, for security reasons, to keep people safe. And Ryan Graves, he, was, he wasn't the one who sort of saw individual things. He saw things over time. Like he was the one who was hearing people saying um, what they saw and hearing the story. Yeah, he started like, This is not rare. This is actually something that's happening over yeah. time. One of the things, so one of the things they, they talked about is um, if these, uh, one of the, the mentions, sorry, they said was the UAP sightings are way more common than what people have given credit for. They're not rare. They're quite common. Um, additionally to that is... That because we're not reporting them well enough or safely enough, we're getting a lot of periods where um, 
aliens, potential, well, not aliens, but non-humans is the term they use in this conference and then this congressional hearing um, could just drop out and do whatever they want. Um, in, recently, they tried to p- pass a bill that uh, commercial pilots, if they see something, got to report it and it got knocked back by the Pentagon. So like the, even, even non-Air Force, non-military who want to report aliens aren't allowed to. There's no way to do it. Surely like commercial pilots can simply say, they could tell someone. Well, that's the thing is they said they wanted to create a way for them to say it more publicly and have a register and they got knocked back. They just feel like an incident report, man. Yeah, but the thing is like incident reports are held by the company. They're not, there's no like CASA in Australia, like our version of the RTA for space or for airspace realistically. Don't record that. I had an argument for this, but I want to, I want to stick to the hearing and like, you know, talk about, you know, what we said. So maybe it's wise unless we had anything to talk about to play some clips from the hearing. We'll go into the arguments a bit later on in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of go over what was in the hearing. So it was a two hour hearing where a lot of different members from the Congress and Senate asked questions of these three people, um, these three uh, whistle, whistleblowers and witnesses and they had different things to say. So here's one of the things they said, and this was from David Gersh. Uh, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade uh, UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program. So that was just some introduction of what David Gersh was saying. And that's a, a snippet of what it was. Effectively, the program of finding aliens has started back from the 1930s. Yeah. So it's not new. It's not um, uncommon. Um, and it's just been a prolonged use. And they said there's misappropriated funds. There's private contractors who have clearance and have seen things. They can't say who. There's a lot of um, red tape even in this hearing because they said, we can tell you what they are, but we have to do it in a skiff or like a private uh, closed door hearing. So mm. without the cameras in the public hearing. So the fact that we even got this is incredible. So the 1930s initiation was due to a claim that a UFO crashed during Mussolini's rule or a UAP crashed during Mussolini's rule. Why is it so covered up? This is a single topic. Nothing else in the world has to get covered up like this. Like, why is there a specific reporting process? Anyone can see something and just go report it to the government and it become a big thing. Why is there a chain of command this has to go through? Do we know or is it just... I don't know if there is a chain of command, to be perfectly frank. I'm not sure if there is it's, one of those possibly like there is one. It sounds very strict in terms of how... Oh, the, the, sorry, there is like a... We can actually say it is genuinely a conspiracy if this is true. And yeah. we will caveat this entire podcast with if this is true. Because as much as I want to believe this, there's... I mean, given the possibilities that this is happening, it's, it's possible. It's potential. I'm not saying it's certain. I'm not saying it's not impossible either. It's the, it's the yeah. realm of a thousand things yeah. that could be possible. In the world of science, you have to consider all potential. Course, so let's yeah. consider it. Let's consider it. So that is one of the clips. <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, I will then talk about the one. Uh, I'll play the next clip, which has the talk of biologicals. Okay. You've stated that the government is in possession of potentially non-human spacecraft. Based on your experience and extensive conversations with experts, do you believe our government has made contact with intelligent extraterrestrials? Something I can't discuss in public setting. Right. Yeah, well, they literally says he, uh, there's certain classifications that he goes to prison if he releases them to the public. So he can't say certain things. But the fact that he's alluded to there's a classification on it is terrifying. No, no, I'm not. Again, no, no, again, this is the whole open mind of science. We don't know if he's lying or true. But why would he lie about things now? 
No, well, it's like I'm, I'm thinking you're already here. You might as well just go. Like, it, no, you got a prison if you say he's it. He's been held in yeah. like can, he will be holding contempt. Yeah. Says anything. I, it's treason if you release this information. Way, I would happily go to prison for speaking my mind and speaking the mm. truth. Patty, at one point you probably will go to prison for speaking your mind. I'm well aware of that. <laughs> yeah. however, We've heard some of your opinions. No, however, <laughs> this is, I think, a situation where you're in your it's a congressional hearing. Yes. You take an oath. Yes, like to say nothing but the truth. I assume. Yes. Say the truth. But he's not. He's not. He's not in, not in, saying in, the truth. In US, you have the right not to answer questions. And so this. And then yeah, saying no, the truth is one thing. Well, I mean, we recently watched Oppenheimer. Do you reckon he, in a public hearing he could have explained how to make a nuclear bomb, and then the Russians would have taken it and built the bomb five years earlier? He would. Have Technically, he's just speaking the truth, Patty. But that's, uh, that's, that's the, the problem. I think you mentioned open mindedness. This is the question of why he's mentioned. I can't say anything. Yeah. Why did he say he can't say anything? Yeah, one reason is because he can't, but if he NDA, if, if, if there wasn't anything, he would openly say, no, we've had no contact. Yeah. But the fact that he can't say anything Correct. is just like... What it, what it makes me think is they don't know if they've had contact or not. So we hear these things quite a bit in like astronomy. You get weird radio signals and mm. weird radio waves that aren't the norm. Yeah. And I think that might be the case. Is Maybe they've got contact, but it hasn't been a direct... Like yeah. me and you were talking what, about face-to-face. It's not a face-to-face conversation. It's not a Teams call or a Zoom chat like, hey, or a coffee know, around I, the bar. I found you guys here. I think it's yeah. been like sending a signal. And this is one of the arguments I've got for a bit later on is yeah. the whole frequencies and radio waves and whatnot. But yeah, that is one of the things that makes you question. Or he could simply be saying that because he wants to start controversy. I mean, he's got the power to say something and make people question. Why? Maybe I mean, he's it's, screwing it's, around with people. Yeah, I mean... Why wouldn't he? I mean, to, to go to the point of screwing around with congressional approval, I mean, there's a caveat here that this is the government saying that the government's hiding up stuff um, for like 20 years. Oh, no, sorry, for like 80 years. So that it's, it's a bit like, mm, yeah. how much do we want to believe? And you can see a lot of skepticism around it of like, why would the government re- allow this to release? The, they worked so hard in conspiracy. Why would they just yeah. bleed some of the information? But look, there are claims as well. The US government has a lack of oversight over this program. So in the yes. same token, and, and you can see that quite clearly, there's definitely a lack of oversight because if there wasn't, they'd be like, let's fund yeah. some fucking research into what's going on there. Let's try and, because yeah. our telescopes can't find, our telescopes are built for massive bodies in space. Yeah, not they're not, alien yeah, space they're designed to, to, to scan celestial bodies. And then, um, well, actually, one of the arguments they said is, why can't the satellites that are looking down on Earth spot any of these things as well? And they said that, well, a lot of the instruments they use on their planes couldn't spot it. They can spot down enemy aircraft. They can fire things from across the continent. They can't scan this thing. Yeah, it no doesn't way. respond to standard. It, it's made of stuff that we don't understand, That's which is right. really interesting. So I, I, so I think we should kind of blend and move this conversation kind of towards the technology. I guess maybe the for and against of, do we believe this is true? Yeah. And... Then we kind of talk about oh. the technology because it's very interesting technology oh, that I yeah. like look, about this. Look, look I'll, t- I'll start on this with neither a for or against, but just the boundaries we're talking about here. Mm. So for this to be possible, one of two things has to take place. The first one being that these aliens or non-humans are a multi-planetary species that has been traversed in the universe for hundreds of thousands of years. And now they've stumbled across Earth, which is a possibility. They've just sustained their life for so long. Second possibility is they've simply cracked wormhole theory. Faster than the speed of light. Sorry, man. Yeah. But you can travel the universe for hundreds of thousands of years. Maybe they can live in open yeah. space. Why would you say if they can traverse time and space faster than we can perceive it based on our understanding of the relativity, why would they be multiplanetary? 
Oh, because they've been living for hundreds of thousands of years. Like, how, how you get they're not, they're not, not going to be traveling from yeah. their planet just to our planet. They've been traversing the universe for ages. They've stumbled. Yeah. What they've, what I'd assume they'd have on their technology, their technology is the ability to detect atmospheres, right? To go, yeah. okay, this is a habitable atmosphere where an organic being can survive. Yeah. So let's go check it out. And if that's the case, Earth isn't the only planet they've done it to. They've done yeah. it to many more planets. But you're saying multi-planetary as in they've, they've colonized other oh, planets. Oh, as in they've conquered? Sorry, I should rephrase. When I say multi-planetary, I mean like living throughout the universe. They've yeah. got... Like exploratory. Sort I would say of, yeah. I would say like a death, like death stars throughout the universe, but not in the Star Wars context. Yeah. They've got bases throughout the universe where they've... Either one, they can live for a long time, so their average lifespan is 80, exactly human, or they just keep reproducing and the mission is clear. Us as a species, our goal is to explore, like yeah. the Vikings, but with less violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I if you were a, a technology that was so advanced, because so, they've it, let's assume everything in this conversation and the the Congress is true, yeah. that they have been around since eighties with a a technology gap of fifty thousand years, so yeah. really advanced. And I mean, the old saying is, "Magic is just science you haven't understood yet." So effectively, these things sure. are magic. There's really advanced science and technology. Um, if they could traverse the universe, they don't need to populate more than they need to. If they could live long periods of time, they don't need to conquer many planets. They don't. Why would they? Yeah. They can traverse time and space and go across the universe as they feel free. You would think they can make their own planet. What I'm saying is, why would they need to? If they could do anything they want to, building new planets doesn't interest them. The no, I mean, is- I'm saying it's like if their technology was mm-hmm. so advanced, you would think that, oh, why would I go and to a different planet when I can just make my planet they, but a couple of like yeah they can't well, just like go to another different, one they can't just go to different planets though assuming theory one we're talking about is correct this is a huge the universe is a fucking big place so it's if huge, your yeah. if your job is to explore earth you don't know anyone who's exploring kepler 182f or something yeah. because you are so far away by the time like the frequency reaches it it's 500 years ahead so unless their normal communication is hey let's wait 500 years for a message to come no, they, these no. guys don't know each other. Like, but their goal as a species is commonly known as we are the explorers of the universe. This is yeah. based on theory one. I'd like to buy theory two. I would hope that someone has cracked wormhole theory and they have the ability to go yeah. from place to place in the universe. But yeah. man, to think of the technology to create a wormhole that's so specific to a point in the universe that you're bending space-time, that is... It's I mean, a level of mathematics and computing that's beyond our comprehension. But not impossible. Yeah. No. It's not impossible. Well, that's the thing is we don't know what is not possible. By the laws of physics, there are certain things that you must abide by. If you can bend them, which we have done before, by the way, we've understood split, and we've bent stuff. Atoms, yeah. yeah, yeah, we've we've gone fast enough to experience time relativity. We know that you can bend, not break the rules, but you can curve around them and apply them in certain ways for our own benefit. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean. Like quantum theory is one of it. We don't, quantum theory has yeah. never been proven, but maybe this species has. Like, this is interesting because the universe is 13.8 billion years, but my argument is that only in the last 3 billion to 4 billion years mm. is the only sort of gap we've had for life to evolve. Because before then, the yeah. universe was still very, very hot. Yeah. Like, galaxies were together. Like yeah, yeah, matter yeah. was together, so we didn't have the opportunity for the things to form. We had so. six Armageddon events as well, so there's quite yeah. a handful of things that mean that this experiment would have crashed and failed, but yeah. we kept going through. Exactly, and yeah. then arguably as a species, our common goal is to get out into the universe. It, we know that Earth is yeah. trying to become one day multiplanetary. We're trying to get to Mars in the next mm. ten years, so 
there could be a species that's just happened to beat us to it. Yeah. And I, I kind of like... the My theory is that if we have aliens that have been monitoring us, that they are somewhat custodians. So they watch us with no, in, in, no uh, idea to get involved, to actually change course of history or to enslave or to do any of that because that's all just fiction that's just stories of good versus evil and whatnot it's very clear like war of the worlds and such yeah i think that if they had this technology they could just literally just push an asteroid in our direction and we have no defense against this they could wipe us out like that if they could build wormholes and move through time and space they could faster than planets, we can yeah. they could so the fact that they haven't and assuming they exist they haven't suggests that they are bipartisan they don't care they no, watch us yeah. like an experiment like a, a monkey in a cage mm. that's what we are to them yes yeah, that's so, what we they think we are just something growing like a little pot in the front yard yeah i mean like you got to think if they if they have a motive there's got to be a good reason behind it so to destroy us mm. what do they benefit probably nothing but if why don't they help us in that in this in the same sense because do they gonna, are they going to benefit from helping us? Because, well, no, benefit, they don't yeah. want us to be able to have the same level of understanding of science as they do. Because if they go, hey, here's how you can do what we're doing. No, just... I mean, if they're 50,000 years ahead of us, why? Why would we make a monkey understand Pythagoras' theorem? That's effectively what they're doing to us, if they try to do it. I mean, that being said, if I was an alien race and I wanted to uplift, I would crash one of my, my air, spacecraft into the ground. Why? Let's crash it in because then you see if you can you know, reverse engineer it. Oh, okay. Because one of the things they talked about was the technology side of this. You're laughing, but it's got a good point. There's yeah. a good show called Misfits. I don't know if you boys have seen it where <laughs> they go back in time and there's a mobile phone and his goal is to try and kill Hitler, but he fails and then he loses his mobile phone there and the Nazis end up winning the war because they reverse engineer the phone and the technology becomes mm. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, there's what, back to the future, all this. Effectively, same thing a huge step forward in technology. I think even the United Museum, the guy gets given a yeah, Nokia phone. Yeah, United Museum too. Yeah, yeah. He gets things like that. <laughs> the guy in the, the, the photo. Yeah. Oh my God, callback. Yeah, and ac- yeah, yeah what, a, what a callback. Yeah, the, hey, Nokia, come down for dinner. Um, but th- that whole point of like the technology, like why wouldn't you? And one of the, one of the things that suggests to me that conspiracy might hold true is the Tic Tac yeah. theory. So, Patty, have you ever heard of the Tic Tac uh, event? No. I'll, I'll play a little snippet of the Tic Tac event. Here it is. As we were in F-18Fs, so we had pilots and Wizzo in the back seat. Looked down a small, saw a white Tic Tac object with a longitudinal axis pointing north-south and moving very abruptly over the water like a ping-pong ball. There were no rotors, no rotor wash, or any sign of visible control surfaces like wings. As we started clockwise towards the object, my Wizzo and I decided to go down and take a closer look with the other aircraft staying in high cover to observe both us and the Tic Tac. We proceeded around the circle about 90 degrees from the start of our descent, and the object object suddenly shifted its longitudinal axis, aligned it with my aircraft, and began to climb. Our altitude at this point was about 15,000 above us, lost contact also. We immediately turned back to see where the white water was at, and it was gone also. So as we started to turn back towards the east, the controller came up and said, sir, you're not going to believe this, but that thing is at your cat point roughly 60 miles away in less than a minute. So that is um, Commander David Fravor, who was actually one of the ones who spotted it. And then the, obviously the next crew got that recording, which is released in this congressional hearing. Yeah. It's pretty intense to see and hear this. The fact that this, which I don't believe was a manned aircraft, but the way it flies, the technology side of it, that's cool. Yeah, like no wings, was- no jets. It, a tic-tac looking device, so just a round shape. 
that sound that screams gravity drive to me. That yeah. sounds so cool. Like he was saying his technology far superior than anything he's ever yeah. seen in his life. What, like, what do you mean gravity drive? A gravity drive. So the way planes work in our understanding of things, so their planes have to move forward, so the engine's always at the back. And the way the wing looks, if you cut the wing straight down, like the 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 front of it, or I guess you get a cross-section of a yeah, wing. cross-section. The way the wing is shaped, it's designed to cut the air and create a pressure of high and low pressure on either side of the wing. That creates lift. So yeah. planes only go up in the air if they go quickly through the air. That's the idea behind planes. So whenever you look outside the window on a plane, you see that little like half flap at the end of the wing and it goes like... It's like that mm-hmm. weird oh, noise you hear. At the the moving thing. Though. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. flaps. That's the flaps. And yeah, that's a plane adjusting to effectively control its like descent and ascent, right? That's like the only way. It, it creates lift and drag. It's a trade-off of lift and drag. It's there's a, I can do a whole fucking podcast on aerodynamics of wings, but... Our understanding of flight from the Wright brothers to now is for us to create lift, we need to have a certain size of wing and we need to pull through the air. This doesn't follow that understanding of flight, which is wild. For us to create lift, that idea of to move against gravity, we need to move through the air at high speed, yeah. a high enough speed for the wing design. This thing hovers and yeah. moves left and right, no excel, like zero to 100% acceleration, left, right, left, right, left, yeah. right. You, you can't simply move up and yeah. down. Gravity drive doesn't, yeah. Allow, yeah. doesn't allow it. And so gravity drive is, a quant- is, is an idea written in mostly fiction books, but the idea of a technology that can create a force of gravity similar to like gravity on Earth. You drop an apple, you go towards, the apple goes towards the, the center of the Earth, as Newton would yep. describe it. You create something inside the apple which creates the same force of gravity, if not greater, the apple now floats, it goes up. Or floats still, or goes left or right. So there's something within this tic tac that's pretty much creating its own gravity, mm. and that force is exceeding that of it Earth's is, gravity. It yeah. not only matches Earth's gravity to keep it floating, but it then it creates like gravity in different directions. Yeah. But we look at movies and star films and like Star Trek and whatnot, and they do have artificial gravity. So the idea of a gravity generator is not new. We've thought of it. And I think given enough time, you could potentially create something like that. I mean, How we do it, who knows? But all you gotta, all you got to do is even use the uncertainty principle. You need bl- pa- particles traveling at such a fast velocity that mm-hmm. Earth's gravity can't even support it. Therefore, it creates its own gravity and you can traverse through Earth how you want. Don't think you can beat the law of gravity. I mean, they did, clearly. They No, they use a different type of gravity to counter it. Well, they're, they're generating their own gravity. But that's different. That's not... Of, through, yeah. Probably high velocity, of but particles. that's gravity plus gravity, not gravity equals no gravity kind of thing. I'm so saying, it's, I'm it's, saying gravity exceeds our gravity. Yes, yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the idea behind it is interesting because one of the things that we're limited by in our spacecraft. Uh, so like, where do we launch our spacecraft from? So we have got launches in um, northern territory in Australia. We've got some in India. We've got some through South uh, East Asia. We and the where do they launch in America? Texas, Houston. Like, no. Houston uh, is the, the control center, but it's not where they launch from. It's Cape Canaveral, which is in which state? Florida. Correct. So what close, do close, all those launch sites have in common? Closest to the equator. They all start with an F. Spot on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thorthen Territory. Thorthen Territory, <laughs> exactly. I, so I guess Texas sometimes. Like, what's the south in America? Yeah, yeah. Is Texas possible. is the control center. Houston is correct. But Florida, which is the furthest south point of the US, is where they launch on. Cape Canaveral, because that is close to the equator, which means we get to use Earth's spinning Sling. motion to launch it. Slingshot effect, baby. If you could build a gravity drive, you wouldn't need to launch there. You could launch from anywhere. You don't need to build a space elevator anymore. You're going from yeah, zero to 80,000 feet straight above you like that. You would just go straight up, which I mean, is wild. I mean, I would love a space elevator. I'm just saying, Jeff. 
that's a lot of infrastructure but yeah yeah well i mean you could build a a non-structural space elevator just build something that goes up and down up and down without supports that'd be cool <laughs> yeah but that's the idea behind it. so imagine you now have you have you are the us it's 1940s and suddenly you're starting to get gravity drives you could drop a bomb wherever you wanted whenever you wanted you could become a supreme superpower be like the jetsons yeah legit and if you could control and we talked about oppenheimer recently we just watched the film they built the the, the bomb they built the nuclear bomb and then within five years the russians did it as well have, and now it's been mutually surge destruction i have a question a rhetorical question okay. if this is a gravity drive time is relative right wouldn't time be different within the vessel than outside it's not interstellar gravity doesn't affect time in the way that like gravity won't affect it that if there's yeah. a different gravitational force on a body they experience time differently so there'd have to be something inside the vessel that it, it's not gravity that. speed that changes time yeah, okay. I guess yeah. the speed at which you're rotating around a body is what changes. Yeah, if you the could time create gra- you could a gravity drive that made you so fast that you experience time dilation, then yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess, like, yeah, the gravity drive yeah. they build doesn't rely on something with high speed, then it'd be a different. Technology. I mean, I think it, it definitely is high speed. The fact that I went to Mach 2, Mach 2 again, so Mach 1 is the speed of sound, 373 meters per second. Yeah. You have an aircraft beat that, it makes a sonic boom. Yeah, this thing went to Mach two in a few seconds and sixty miles in like a handful of moments. Yeah, that is quick. Humans, if that was inside, that is a smoothie. Well, you literally your body—it's like a hundred something Gs or like three hundred Gs of force. So, yeah. are you saying that Tom Cruise in, from Top Gun Maverick would be dead? Top Gun Maverick maxed out at twelve Gs. This is like a hundred and fifty. No, the first thing he does is like he wants to get to like a certain Mach. He, or something he's like, like Mach that. twelve, but he doesn't accelerate at that. He goes 10. to Mark. He goes well. Let's say he goes to Mark ten, which is a very high speed, three thousand seven hundred and twenty meters per second. Very, very quick, right? But he goes to it slowly. He accelerates to it. But even still, he's being shoved back in the chair. He's barely holding on. He's experiencing high G force. This is like instant. This is a thousand times that G force that he experienced. So even he, he would just become like a, a flat pancake. A bowl of soup. Yeah. Tom, I'm trying to think of a pun, which is pancake. Tom, Tom crepe. Tom Cray. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Oh, Tom, God damn it. It was really good. So very just, good. Very good, Daddy. You know, Tom Hank. Tom. Tom Cakes. Just don't. Tom Cakes. Yeah, Tom Cakes. Yeah. Fuck you with Tom Cray. Uh, we don't work well under pressure, do we, boys? But, no. yeah. but that's the point that this thing, and this is why I think this might be a, if this is true, again, caveat, this would be a drone. Unless you have something inside that that has technology that can bend space force, so you're not experiencing acceleration at that level, you're a smoothie. I don't deny that. If this is this possible, maybe there's mm-hmm. a percentage. There's, a, there's always a percentage chance that anything is possible. History hasn't told us anything about you know um, evidence suppression or anything like that. So, oh, is it possible that you know there's been a multi-decade-long evidence suppression of UFOs along? around the world potentially mm-hmm. however what i don't really believe is the fact that it's always the u.s it's always that and this is what I, and i and i always think because i just looked it up and i was like eh, what is it I, because i was looking at ufo sightings and every about third or second one was you uh, united states united states so this I is one it up of my points yeah and the uh, 92% of all reported UFO sightings take place in the US with 126,094 reported sightings across all states since record keeping has begun. The second most is Canada and the third most is the United Kingdom. So they're spending a lot of time in the Northern Hemisphere. 
that's not really the issue. But, but why is it only like, the US? Why isn't anywhere else all, in the world? Yeah, exactly. Reporting okay, well, these things. I can give you some stats. One, most of the people in the planet live on the Northern Hemisphere. North America, China, India, all Northern Hemisphere. No, that's, so, that, that's I, I, I did say that, Isaac. That's not yeah, really yeah, yeah. It's more the fact that yeah. it's just this primarily yeah. country. And I know what yeah. argument you're going to make. What is it? It's the fact that it's the uh, world powerhouse. That is one of the arguments that I can make. The two is... If we started, because we are a volatile race of a volatile species, we fight each other over nothing. We fight each other over the color of our skin, the dumbest thing to fight over each other about, like dumb stuff like that. If a government realized that they had advanced technology, which the US is saying that they might have, by not releasing it and not making it public, they're not creating an arms race. They're not creating panic. They're not creating fear. They're not creating a world where we start fighting an intergalactic race yeah. that has technology well beyond us. If, for example, China, Russia, and US, which are big powers at the moment, did have UFO sightings, and they did all have UAP, like technology, would they not use it and reverse engineer it and apply it to fight each other? I think I would. Sure, but why hasn't that taken place? Why are these... No, I'm saying is, I think it has. The US is known to release the data because, yes, they are powerhouse, so checking out what is the biggest dog in the pack makes sense for an alien race. Who's leading the charge in terms of technology makes sense. Go for, after the US. But the US also have a high release of information. They have freedom of speech um, when it comes to information, declassification. A free Congress hearing right now is going on. Do you reckon Russia and China do the same thing? I don't think so. I don't think they would have a public hearing of random whistleblowers. Only the US does. But, just, but if you're explaining the uh, this um, like uh, non-human race as you are, it's saying they're sort of monitoring us, almost like a weird yeah. sitcom of the office, just being like, oh, it's kind of what channels it's, on? It's, it's odd what's uh, happening yeah. in uh, India right now. Oh, what about this yeah. thing in Pakistan? What about this thing over here in Fiji? Oh, that's yeah. a bit odd. Anyway, what's in America again? So yeah. it's like. I mean, you, if you, you would, would think that they would have also have technology to get through any type of security, which they're saying in this hearing, they're saying they do. They say that there's a lot of times they see something, but they can't identify it. They can't scan it. That technology goes straight through, and it's a big security risk because if we report it more, we can understand how to find them more, and we can track them better. That is literally part of the hearing. They say they're not tracking them well enough. Please develop, make it public, so we can track it better. That's legit what they're asking for in the hearing. The three people who asked it. One of the people who like started a group just for tracking them to help us understand what they are publicly. But I think equally as valid though, Europe has Air Force and Navy. We have Air Force and Navy. Why haven't we picked anything up? Like, why mm. have we not seen any sightings yet? The possibilities of them going to the US is equally possible of them landing yeah. off the Mediterranean Sea, off the Indian Ocean. Why only the US? I look the technology is advanced, sure, mm. but I don't think the technology is specific enough. It wouldn't be specific to say, oh yeah, let's go into the US because they're a powerhouse. That's my speculation. I mean, if you can travel the space and time, you don't think they could see what what's on our TV oh, channels? I'm not, I'm not saying they can yeah. or they can't. I'm just speculating that they wouldn't. Yeah. Why I mean, make if the you technology can... so specific to do that? I You're mean, in a Tic Tac, like yeah, why? Yeah. Like why? No, no. Well, like I guess it this way: we watch monkeys in a cage. And we know the power dynamic. We know who's the boss. We know the relationships. Do they, they? Do you think they know that we're watching them that closely? I think the specifics is equally as possible of them having a wood fire pizza oven on their TikTok. What? <laughs> I think. I think <laughs> having explain. a technology so specific to say, okay, who is in charge? Oh yeah, it's America. 
is equally as possible as having a wood fire pizza oven on your tic tac. It's just so specific. Why their technology is so advanced? All it needs to do is get from one place to another, right? Why are they having technology specific? It's to like see? a radar. Such an Italian like, took a pair of pizza to yeah. technology. Um, no, my, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's like having a camera. Like, oh, you can use it to for information gathering. But you need a camera to get around. Like you got yeah. cameras on cars these days. But to be able to determine socially who is in charge and use that as a reason to land there, I just think it's. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't buy it. I just. I I mean. Like we, if if we go back to the example of us watching monkeys is the way aliens watch us, that high idea of like a high definition going down, we know where certain groups of monkeys are is specific in the rainforest. We track them. We know exactly what they do and where they are. Given enough time, we have a complete understanding of the entire social construct. They have no idea we have databases on them. They have no idea that we're tracking. We're giving them funky names. We call this one Steve or something like that, right? But they, we know which ones are the most powerful. I mean, we have like documentaries about hyenas that we they spend seven months patrolling. They have no idea what doing a whole series on them. <laughs> but we have that information. Now, they can have a pizza oven. Hell, if they want to have pizzas, it's a possibility that they are... That's what I'm saying. It's so, such a specific... Thing. I mean, there's a possibility that this could be humans in the future, 50,000 years, going back in time to, to give us that same technology to get us to the point, making a circular, circle uh, time. In other words, the it's, canon event. It's, it's kind of like the interstellar idea of we created a solution to save us, but the only way for us to be saved is to go back in time and create that solution and go back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. No, bookshelves and clocks. Yeah, book- yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow going into a black hole and you're now in the yeah. fourth dimension. Anyway. Look, I think we'll wrap it up here, but the one thing that is kind of interesting about this conversation is they've made it public and they've said there's protection for whistleblowers in this area. And so while it's only been like four or five days, it will be interesting to see who else will come forward. They said that there's been a lot of suppression against people's information about losing their jobs. Yeah. Is that potentially going to happen? And now that it's public, now there's Congress hearings, do those protections now cover the people who were once scared? Will we see more information? So, yeah. well, I don't know. Look, I guess that this won't be the last time we talk about this topic. Like, this is now like the AI bandwagon where, and the space bandwagon. This is mm. part of the space bandwagon by rights where we're going to keep talking about it. This, this will be on our update series of AI, Ukraine, and now space. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I'm hopefully this. at one point we get an alien on the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, watch hey, this. Hey, if you're listening. Uh, Elon Musk. I mean, alien. Uh, Lizard <laughs> 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 people. Zucky boy, let's Zucky come. Boy. <laughs> All I have to say is watch this space.